Jefferson City Catholic priest accused of sexual assault. A North County man is found hanging in his backyard. We'll have details when we return. This is a show for you. Put those bonnets on and get those mugs ready for this tea on Lincoln University. For the Lincoln University community. This is a new podcast for the Lincoln University community. Come on, L-U-M-O, y'all need to get with this memo. This is a new podcast for the L-U community. That is for the students, by the students. Two hood for the artsy kids and two artsy for the hood kids. Unity is family, closeness, honesty, and love. All right, y'all, welcome back. We know it has been a long week. We know y'all didn't probably missed hearing our voices. Mm-hmm. We do want to apologize from the deepest part of our hearts about <laughs> last week. We, with all intentions, we planned on putting out part two of Insecure, but we were having some technical difficulties and we just couldn't get that episode put out to you guys. Right, but we are working on getting back on track, starting with this episode here. Yes, welcome back, everyone. I know my voice sounds a little strained for all of you that may be listening i'm working on getting it back like i kind of lost my voice a couple of days ago so i don't want to right it's it's definitely coming back i don't want to strain it but um yeah i mean we it's coming back we coming back you know better than ever right so you know like i said in a little message last week this is a setup not a setup a setback for a comeback Yes, yes. I just wanted to reintroduce our show since we have been gone for a while. This is a podcast by the students for the students of Lincoln University, and it is for everyone within the Lincoln University community, students, faculty members, alumni, and JC residents. Okay, so we are just informing everyone, getting everyone on the same page and in the know um, about what's going on. Today's discussion... We brought in, again, our very, very close friend, Cameron Blair, and we will be having a a discussion on relationships and dating in 2018, this digital age. So please stay tuned later on in the show for that. We just want to remind people that through the Acre app, you have the ability to donate to this wonderful cause and the TM Bonnet movement. Yes. Okay, because we definitely could use new equipment. Some new microphones. Right, we are on a budget, of course, as college students. Right. And uh, we're really, really wanting to work with better equipment. But, you know, we said, you know what, we're going to stop putting it off and we are going to work with what we have. So thank the Lord above, the Most High, that we were able to uh, find a solution to our our moment to our to our uh, previous situation so yes just with that uh, said you can go on the acre app and uh, donate to us and um yeah just keep that in mind because we uh hope to of course have a studio um we hope to even give a studio for student podcast radio station on link university in the future for the students that will be taking an extension of tm bonnets and that will be remaining here on lincoln university so yes you know don't be stingy you know if you love this cause and you're all about the tm bonnets movement and you love the information that we 
uh, gain and we produce our outlet, you know, please donate and just, you know, keep helping our cause out. And we appreciate everyone that has been listening already and stuff yes, like that. Yes, the love is definitely appreciated. <clears throat> yes. And just we got to support each other. Most definitely. So I know we've been out of commission here we are with a couple of updates and just announcements and news recaps on what's been going on because I know y'all have been wondering what's been going on on Link University's campus and in the Jefferson City community. All right, so the first story we have is Lincoln University administrators pay for health care. So according to the News Tribune, Lincoln University will pay the increased cost of employees' health care. President Dr. Gerald Jones Woolfolk shared with the Board of Curators Thursday. Monthly insurance premiums are going to go up to about $125 a month. I just did not feel, nor did the cabinet feel, that that was a burden our employees should be bearing in light of the fact that they have not received raises in a number of years, Dr. Jones Woolfolk said. LU's Vice President of Finance, Sandy Coding, was able to find money in Lincoln's existing budget to cover the increased costs. Employees will continue to pay the $23 premium. Woolfolk also shares that although the $23 premium is not that much, as enrollment and tuition grow, the administration has at the top of their list providing ways to increase pay. Math teacher and current chair of the faculty senate, Stephanie Clark, shared that professors have also been discussing the state of health care and are very pleased with the president's decision to help. It was definitely meaningful that Dr. Woolfolk has made it a priority to invest in the employees. Clark shared with the curators, also noting that insurance costs have a huge impact on recruiting and hiring new staff and faculty. Next up, Jefferson City companies provide tuition assistance to Lincoln University students. 34-year-old Carla Hayes achieved her degree in business administration with a minor in computer information system from Lincoln University in 2017 with the help from her employer, McDonald's. Archives to Opportunity is an assistance program developed by national fast food companies that reimburses students for expenses related to college tuition as long as they work for the company. Local McDonald's franchisee, Butch Rupicht, has given the opportunity to about 15 people in the six locations within mid-Missouri since 2015. Other JC companies offering assistance include Scholastics, Walmart, and Central Bank, and oftentimes require a C in classes to receive the financial aid. All right, that's beautiful. Yes. The Jefferson City Diocese released the names of priests accused of sexual assault. Bishop Sean McKnight of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Jefferson City released a list of 33 names of priests or religious brothers during a news conference on Thursday. All of the men named have been credibly, quote, credibly accused of sexual abuse on a minor. Records show that only 14 of the 33 men are deceased, while the remaining are elderly. The list includes priests from the diocese, priests who previously served in Jefferson City, and members of a religious order. Bishop McKnight revealed to the public that $2.1 million has been spent on the care of accused priests. The bishop informed the community of the new policy that will go in effect January 1st, 2020, where all religious communities wishing to continue their service under the diocese must commit to releasing the names of all accused members of the church. The diocese has since then released 18 more accused names since the announcement. 
you can access the list that is now available on the diocese website at djeffcity.org. That's D-I-O-J-E-F-F city.org. What else you got for us, Vu? All right. A Ferguson man is found dead in his backyard. 24-year-old Danye Jones was found hanging from a tree last month by his mother, Ferguson activist Melissa McKinney's. There have been no signs of trauma or foul play. Police are looking at Jones' death as a suicide. He did not do that. He would not do that. A mother knows her son. A mother knows her child, McKinney says of the suicide report. Due to the bruises on Jones's face, it is believed that he was beat up before he was lynched. McKinney's also notes that the sheet her son was hung with didn't come from the family household. She believed that her son was murdered. She also said that her family had been receiving death threats via social media over the past two months. She says the threats are linked to her involvement in the Ferguson protests. McKinney's also added, if anything happens to me, I did not kill myself. My son didn't hang himself in his own mother's backyard for me to find. Police have issued a response based on evidence at the scene. It's still being classified as a suicide, but it's still under investigation, says Sergeant Sean McGuire. He also added that the autopsy is still pending. Jones' family is still skeptical about his death. McKinney's wants to conduct her own private investigation along with a private autopsy. In a video uploaded to Instagram, she said, right now, I'm trying to have my own private investigation done. She is asking the public to help fund the investigation and the attorney's fees associated with it. For many, Jones's death may call to mind a string of other suspicious unsolved deaths, not only in Ferguson, but nationwide. According to Think Progress, it is oddly reminiscent of one case in particular of a boy whose death in 2014 was ruled a suicide, despite the family's skepticism and pieces of evidence that suggest foul play. In 2014, Lennon Lacey was found hanging from a swing set in a trailer park in his North Carolina town. His mother and family couldn't fathom why the team would take his own life, but they knew he had enemies. Lacey, who was black, was in a relationship with a white woman twice his age, which angered some residents in the community, according to his family. After his funeral, someone was also arrested for defacing his grave. Jones's death follows a trend of not only Ferguson activists, but many black men and women mysteriously popping up dead and their deaths being ruled as suicide. Mm-hmm. All right. To leave off on a good note, last we want to shout out Dan Turner, radio personality and communications manager of KJLU here on Lincoln University. The Jefferson City News Tribune published an article last week on Mr. Turner being a Big Brothers, Big Sisters volunteer. Big Brother, Big Sisters is a nonprofit organization where volunteers mentor kids. Anyone interested in becoming a BBBS volunteer can call 573-634-3290. All right. How'd you feel about these news stories? You know, I got a lot to say about these stories, man. First of all, I want to acknowledge the priests. Okay. I think as a community, we like to diminish the violence of sexual assault on kids Mm -hmm. because we look at a rapist that will attack a woman at night we will put that on a high higher pedestal of violence rather than children right but rather than children that are violently 
molested, regardless if it was something that was subtle, regardless if it was something that was quiet, if it was forced, it's still violent because you're still violently taking away that person's innocence. But we look at these priests as being you know, it's, it's more of a subtle mental illness. It's something, you know, that's quiet. Just because the kid may not be screaming or kicking doesn't necessarily mean that in their heads they're not calling for help, calling for their parents or their family or whatever. So we like to really diminish the violence of these priests on these kids. Now, you're talking about a business because there is money coming into this where it is supposed to be uplifting the spiritual betterment of the citizens for wherever the diocese is located across the nation, wherever they are at, they are supposed to be helping these people out, right. getting what I've been told, you know, in so many words, getting them closer to God, mm -hmm. you know, helping them with their spiritual journey with the most high. So I just think that it's really, really unfortunate that how we respond to these priests, these individuals, it's basically like you're catering that right. to them just because they're not supposed just because they're not necessarily um, showcasing their relationship with God in a business. You know, um, we look at these priests as almost just being less dangerous than a normal rapist. Right. And it's like that you can't really differentiate the two. They're both dangerous. And the fact that there was money, there's money being put into the care of these people after they are no longer priests of a church or a diocese. To me, like you're talking about $2.1 million in Jefferson City for the care of people that if it was anybody else, anybody that possibly wasn't Catholic or religious, mm -hmm. or maybe I'll just even go as far as saying if it was a black man, he would be in prison. Right. Okay. And then every single priest, you're talking about possibly at the very least five kids. You know, even even if you're saying two kids, mm -hmm. that's still a lot because right. that affects the child and that affects the parent. Now, going right. through the story, I know Bishop Sean McKnight, he gave a public apology out not only to the victims, but to, you know, um, the, the parents but and the families. But to me, it's really, really disgusting how it's like they get less punishment for assaulting children when... A rapist on the street will get almost life in prison if he rapes a grown adult. Mm -hmm. Like, why is the punishment less because these are children? Right. You know, like, to me, that's just like, I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about that? Definitely agree with what you're saying. It's nasty. It's disgusting. You know, to say that 33 Catholic priests have been identified, 14 are dead, mm -hmm. and the rest are elderly, that's just... You're taking away a young child's innocence. I don't care what nobody say. A child cannot consent right, to right. anything And that's sexual. violent. That's violent. And I feel like, you know, a little bit of what you said and you touched upon this. I feel like priests are held on a pedestal because they, they are looked at as being close to God. Right, right. So when they do something, it's looked at as maybe the child was asking for it. Maybe it was a mistake. No, they just have a mental illness. And with that... Because a lot of 
people who work in the Catholic church, oh, they just have a mental illness. So let's just send them to another church. Yeah. So they can continue with this cycle. Yeah. And it's not good for anybody. Yeah, because why do they deserve therapy or help or being placed somewhere where they're mm-hmm. being, their living conditions are being paid for? But if it was just a random person on the street, they're going to prison. Right. They're going to jail. Like, it's a, a totally different situation. So, I mean, that was just my thing on that. Right. Um, but now... What are your thoughts on this Donye Jones? Because it's so much that I can say, and y'all know my dream is to be on the FBI's most wanted list for activism. But I, it's unsettling. Yeah. Um, you know, Shade Room was actually the one that brought the story to. I won't say one the main source, but I want to say the Shade Room was probably one of the first outlets to bring it to national news. Yeah, and everything. And what do you just, think about that? Like that? That's like in the words of Michael Jackson, they don't care about us, right? But I mean, even in the sense of like you're talking about the news, mm-hmm. like we're talking about unbiased, um, right? And I think that that's really what it points to because mm-hmm. they know that we're all on social media, mm-hmm. so you should have had a lot of other. Um, news news outlets are using social media now, period. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the route that you're going. Kids aren't sitting in front of the television watching the news, so they're going to watch social media. So the fact that this hit the shade room before, I, I believe this is so, um, before it hit CNN, like, to me, that's like you have young journalists that are going to be leading the world tomorrow mm-hmm. that cover this story before it actually hits headline news across the nation. Like, to me... I feel like it's a cover-up as well because from my research into the story, I know that they were saying that there was a mysterious phone call Mm. that happened that morning, the same morning that his mother found him. Mm. Now, of course, you know, his mother found him. You know, she called the police and she reported it as murder. Mm. But that same morning, apparently... There was a suspicious phone call about a stranger. They're not releasing who this person was, but a stranger that actually said that this was um, a, a suicide. Now, the fact that Ferguson, the city, is still investigating it as a suicide, why would you take the story of the suspicious mysterious person over the story of the mother Mm -hmm. if the mother called in and this is her property and this is her home wouldn't she have known the boy more than this mysterious person that no one knows Mm -hmm. you're not releasing the name of so to me it just seems like a department and a structural thing yeah like because to me that makes no sense as to why the department is more going on the side of this person that we still don't know who they are you know it it seems like a cover-up yeah. It basically just seems like a cover up. Yeah, it it does. And of course, I th- in my mind, if they killed the mother, because she is an activist, right. it's, it's like, okay, something fishy going on. But, okay, we're going to get the son. Yeah. You say it's a suicide. That makes more sense logically. The whole story don't make no sense. He beat himself up. Yeah. I mean, we like before this hit CNN or any other big news outlets, we saw the picture of this man hung. Like you can see that his pants were down to his ankles Mm -hmm. and you can see that his lip was busted. So, I mean, you know, it just you can't be you can't put propaganda out and rhetoric out forever. Like because of social media, they really didn't know what they were creating when they made it. Like we find out this stuff way before everybody else. So we've already seen the evidence. So now that you're running 
running back two days later to try to put this out as, oh, this is a, a, a suicide, a miscommunication of just a suicide. That's what investigation is proving so far. Like, no, we're not stupid. Right. We are not stupid. Like, right. come on, just and keep this it isn't real. The time, this isn't the first time uh, a Ferguson, somebody that is close to a Ferguson activist or a Ferguson activist has committed Suicide, right? Be- you know what I'm saying. Yeah. A couple years ago, um, if you guys remember the famous picture of the guy throwing the bomb back at the police, mm-hmm. he was found in his car, shot in the back of his head, and set his uh, car on fire. Now, how you do all of that to kill yourself? I'd rather just take some pills. I don't know, but you know that's <laughs> just, just not me. funny, y'all. But, but it just—it's the logic behind how these how the how this crooked government yeah. tries and you know how it seem like we slow. No, like that's the part that grinds my gears. Like that <laughs> right there, that's the disrespect that yeah. I just can't deal with because you actually think we're that stupid. Yeah, and, and even, it's spitting and slapping in our face at yeah, the same time. Yeah, even the story about the young man Lennon Lacey in 2014. Got some things to say about that. You know, I didn't know about that story until I researched it. Um, you know, you know. So, I mean, honestly, it's just it's like really people need to wake up. Like mm-hmm. what are, what are what exactly are they wanting us to do? Because right. And even the shade room posted that his mother is looking to do her own private investigation. And the comments are just obviously they didn't see the pictures mm-hmm. because, you know, it's people talking about, well, maybe he did kill himself. So you're going to beat your, he beat himself up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And even um, in another article that I was reading, his uncle was saying, you know, he noticed that the knots that were tied in the noose were very, those are like military, you know, you learn how to tie those type of knots in like Boy Scout type type deal. And it was just like he was never a Boy Scout. He was never in the military. So something's not adding up. Where's the FBI is what I want to know. Because if this has been going on since 2014, like y'all just... This to me, it's it's a system. It's a system, and the fact that the FBI. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on in St. Louis that a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know about. That we we covered the girls that went missing. Right. You mean to tell me since I can't remember specifically the year, but you mean to tell me there's been more than ten girls that have gone missing over the years in one town, and you guys aren't investigating this because other news basically just you know. Is stacked on top of that and it's forgot about. Like, I mean, come on. When it come, and I'm learning this as being a journalist. When it comes to black people in the media, they don't care about us. They but, only want to depict us in a certain way. Oh, most definitely. But racism don't exist no more. Then you get the why y'all still talking about race? Why is it still relevant? Honestly, that's why I needed all these Patrick stars to come up from under these rocks <laughs> and just go ahead and really read, research what's going on, and you'll see race. Race has been all a part of this country, so mm-hmm. that's that. All right, now we're getting ready to move into announcements. As you guys know, advanced registration started last Wednesday, and it is still in progress. So y'all make sure y'all are meeting with y'all advisors to get these classes for next semester. I'm telling you, you don't want to wait until last minute because you're going to be mad at yourself that you waited and you went a class that you don't want to be in. <laughs> 
All right, y'all, up next, Link University wants you to get with the program and learn how to get financial assistance and how to get involved on campus and in the community. So from what I'm getting about this, you know, this is hitting three really, really good points, how to deal with your money, how to get involved in the community, and just getting, you know, if you're a student new to Lincoln University, you want to know how to get more involved, what programs you can get involved in. Hopefully these programs are connected to your field right. or, you know, future career or whatever. This uh, opportunity that is going to be happening on Tuesday, November 13th in the Scruggs University Center's ballroom uh, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So please go and get informed. All right, so if you are a novelist, a poet, a writer, you know, you like to journal, whatever it is that you do, there is a creative writing club starting on campus. The very first meeting will be November 13th, and that is a Tuesday at 5 p.m. The meeting will be held in um, Martin Luther King Hall, second floor, room 215. All right, y'all, get the 411 on 911 is a Know Your Rights event. It will be in the Scruggs University Ballroom on Wednesday, November 14th from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And a little bit about this event, you know, this is as students, you know, if you are not in the criminal justice side or political science, a lot of us can be um, ignorant, which is no excuse of the law, to a lot of our own rights when we are pulled over by law enforcement or anybody like that. So this is just a good way to know exactly what rights you have that sometimes they even convince us that we don't have. Right. So I know y'all are ready for a little breaky break. So next week, Thanksgiving break begins on Monday, November 19th and ends Sunday, November 25th. Okay. Last day to drop classes. For those of you that don't want that D or that F on your transcript, I get it. I've been there before. Is November 6th. Once again, the last day, 26th. Once again, the last day to drop classes is November 26th. Don't forget. Yes, and I know y'all have been loving the open mic event. Again, it will be every other Thursday. It would be next Thursday, but we will be on Thanksgiving break. So the next open mic meeting will be... Thursday, November 29th from 8 to 10 p.m. in Martin Hall in the Social Hall basement. So that is the following week right after Thanksgiving break. Yes. Go support. Please go support. Yes. All right, it's time to get into the sports. So what you got for us, Malik? All right, football ended their season Saturday. Overall, they are 3-8. and eight, And number two in the conference, they lost their final game to McKendry. And the score was 32 to 50. But let's go ahead and give it up to our football team because they still put in that work. Right. Won some games this year. And that last game y'all played, I didn't go to because it was too cold and my body shuts down, you know, so I wasn't I wasn't going to do that. All right. So basketball season is upon us. The women's basketball team is starting off the season very well, being 2-0. and On Friday, November 9th, they brought home a win against Southern Arkansas. That score was 64 to 50. And on Saturday, they brought home another win against Arkansas Monticello, 57-53. All right, and then the men's basketball is doing very well. Doing well for themselves with a record of 1-1. One one. Friday, they won against East Central with a score of 70-61. Saturday was a close game against 
I'm going to try to pronounce this the best way I can, Manat State. But the Blue Tigers lost 69-78. to Alright, so coming up in the world of sports, the women's basketball team will play Steffens on Tuesday, November 13th at 6pm and that is a home game in Jason Gym. Yes, and then the men's basketball will play Lane College on Friday, November 16th at 7pm in Jason Gym. Then we have the women's bowling team at Striking Night Striking Nights Classic Saturday, November 17th in Louisville, Kentucky. Then we have the Women's Cross Country at the NCAA Division II Central Region Championship on Saturday, November 17th in Joplin, Missouri. Lastly, we have men's basketball. They will play Lemoyne Owen College Saturday, November 17th at 2 p.m. And that also is a home game in Jason Gym. All right. And I got to shout out our upcoming sports journalist, Amani Grant Pate. He writes a lot of articles covering the sports that happen for Lincoln University. And he publishes them through the Clarion, which once again, you guys have to check out for all the for a lot of the information that we just covered. The Clarion is Lincoln University's school newspaper. It covers events on campus, recaps on things that happened on campus and also things um, in the Link University community, uh, Jefferson City community. So please go check that out at myclarionnews.com. All right. Let's get into this hot tea on campus. Um, I want to say, you know, the end of October was kind of interesting, sad, rough for those of us in mm. the um Jefferson City area. Yeah. Um, October 25th, a young boy by the name of Darnell Gray was reported missing. Um, that weekend, well, they actually spent six days looking for him. Right, right. Nobody really knew his whereabouts. All they knew was he had his backpack, his coat, and um, possibly hat and gloves. Yeah. And he was in a black and white sleeper. So that's all anybody knew at that point. That was a weird time, too, because you had a lot of people that didn't know that he was missing. Mm -hmm. And that was on a Wednesday? Uh, actually, Tuesday, Thursday. That was Thursday. Okay, so it was a lot of people that didn't even know the boy was missing. Um, a lot of people that hadn't even been alerted. Mm -hmm. um, of course, they couldn't do, you know, they couldn't do the Amber Alert because within... Amber Alert, they had to know a vehicle for one for that, you know, like they say. But, yeah, that was... That was yeah, so um, then the following, that Tuesday, which was the... Hold on, give me a minute, y'all. Let me look at this date. So October 30th is when they actually found his body. Jefferson City police found his body, um, and this was the street Nuthatch Drive going into... Lewis Circle. Mm -hmm. So if anybody kind of knows where that's at, that's more, I want to say, kind of south. That's more going like southeast of like the Jefferson City, like central Jefferson City. Right. So, I mean, yeah, apparently they found him in a suitcase mm -hmm. and he was found not really because I know a lot of people at first was thinking he was found in the forest. But he was found in a brush area because, of course, Jeff City, if you've been out here long enough, you know, yeah. there's a lot of brush areas and some people, their backyards are brush areas, yeah. you know, pretty much. But you have this boy's body in a suitcase found pretty much off the road on Nutch Drive, you know, heading towards Lewis Circle. Mm -hmm. So I even know people that go work after school um, that live on Lewis uh, uh, Circle. 
So it was, yeah, it was, it was really weird. But I think the unsettling thing for me about this is he was supposed to have a birthday. Yeah, his birthday was coming uh, up. Yeah, last weekend, not this weekend that just passed, but last weekend. Yeah, he would have been four years old, and you know, um, I'm not really gonna get into uh, allegedly Mm -hmm. why the the caregiver girlfriend, Mm -hmm. you know, murdered him, but. I'm going to just say, you got to be careful who you have around your kids. Yeah, I've heard a lot. Um, I heard that the mother, I mean, I heard this the weekend that I found out uh, that I knew for sure that he went missing. Because I think we found out, what, like Friday at the very least? I knew Thursday. I knew Thursday. Okay, so by the weekend, a lot of people knew. But then, like I said, there was a lot of people that still didn't know. So I know by like Saturday... I had got information finding out that his mom, she actually stayed out of the state. We found out that she was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And his dad, I guess there may have been somewhat of a custody battle talking to different people. Um, because it's interesting, a lot of people, Jeff isn't that big. So coming from like a big city to a smaller city, sometimes to me it's kind of, you know, odd. But I mean, it makes sense how like you see people, you know of them through this person and all of that. But just come to find out how um, the father and the mother, there was a custody battle going on. And I guess he was in the custody of the father. But I found out through someone as well that the uh, father's girlfriend may have been watching him more. Mm-hmm. You know, she he was in the care of the father's girlfriend more, and that is... Quantavia Givens. Yes, Miss Givens. And uh, in the Lewis circle, Miss Givens' mother stayed there. Mm-hmm. And I spoke with someone, actually, who lived just across the street from the mother, which I guess would have been like a grandmother to him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the person said that she believed that he probably stayed at the grandmother's house every once in a while. Um, and he was there a lot, but I know it just seemed that, you know, it's weird because like you're in a custody battle with your baby mama that is not in Jefferson city. And then you ask different people and it's like, some people think, well, your girlfriend is actually taking more, uh, well, you know, taking care of the child a little bit more, you know, I will go as far as saying maybe the guy worked a lot. You know, maybe that's what it was. But still, it's like did the mother of this boy know that you weren't really watching him right. all the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then if that's the case, why go through a custody battle? Exactly. Why not just if you know that you're really not going to be there to watch or monitor the boy that much? Why not give it give him over to the mom? Right. Why just give it to a random woman? Because clearly Miss Givens wasn't all in her right mind. Didn't have all her marbles. You know, uh, we read that, you know, I guess. He may have been a little difficult to deal with, and uh, like most children, right. you know. Um, but apparently, she may have been giving him, you know, some type of medication to put him to sleep at mm-hmm. night. And I guess what she ended up telling authorities was that he um, ended up dying in his sleep one night. Uh, well, the night, you know, he apparently went missing mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, going into the morning, excuse me, that he went missing because I don't know, she may have gave him too much. So instead of telling the father. Uh, or we don't really know anything that happened. Right. But instead of telling anyone if this story is true, you ended up just well, trying to hide it. Well, it actually came out that when they found the boy, they found, you know, that he possibly was beat. Beat to death. Yeah, I forgot about that as well. So, I mean, it's like if you had, if you were beating him, if, if it was hard to deal with him, and then it's like he dies, you know, it's like, 
oh, shoot, you know, we just killed this boy. Right. You know, we not going to report it. Like, clearly, if you couldn't deal with him and this wasn't your kid, why not just offer him up to someone that can, you know, like, yeah. give him to the state or something like that, but you're just going to, you know, like, I don't know. I, to me, the whole thing was just messed up. And what's worse about this is that this is a HBCU town, and you have a little black boy that mm -hmm. dies. Not saying that no other races of little kids, like it wouldn't have had that same effect. But to me, it's just kind of like, dang, like, and you know people at the school that know him. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know people that have seen him, been around right. him, know his parents and stuff. Like, to me, that was the part that was really hurtful. And I was just praying that, like, you know, we were going to find him, you know, and he was going to, you know, we. I was praying that the least horrible thing was going to happen right, to him right. or whatever. I think that was for everybody. Like I said, for me, the unsettling thing, that the whole thing is unsettling. He was a child. Kids are going to be difficult. Yeah. You know, um, and it just goes into that whole thing of you got to be careful who you leave your kids around. Most definitely. Because you never know who playing with a full deck, who yeah. ain't playing with a full deck. Yep, yep. Somebody got all their marbles together yeah. or whatever. It's just a lot you have to take into consideration. In this day and age, everybody ain't worth being around your kids. And that's why we reported about the diocese. Mm -hmm. Because these are men that are... In the responsibility, right, in the responsibility of dealing with families that are like, you know what, I want my child to have a good spiritual head start more than anybody else in this city. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hand them over to the church for mentoring, care, all of that. And you have these sick men that know that. And you're still going to take advantage of your role and your right. responsibility. Like, to me, that is sick. That then really is. They, th what they ended up saying about that was, you know, the last known case that's really been out um, where they proved, because a lot of, you hear a lot of accusations, and they know most of them is true, mm -hmm. but the 33 were proved. Right. Okay. So these 33... Since that the last one I want to say was since like 19, I believe I read it was like 1997. Mm -hmm. But since then, they said there haven't been any known, like real credible accused accusations. But there have been a couple where the men are still involved in children because you find out they're watching child pornography. I just don't understand this thing with you're in the church right. in this fat fixation with children. Like that just I, I I don't know, like it just makes me so sick to my stomach yeah. that on Sunday, every day other than Sunday, you're fantasizing about children, mm -hmm. but on Sunday, you're standing in front of these people as a representation of God. Like how sick is that? You right. know? And it's, so it's I it honestly is a mental illness. It really is. That in my opinion is not curable. Right. So I guess that's the justification behind it. We can't necessarily uh, cure it. So instead of us putting them in prison, we're just going to move y'all around right. like like autistic people or people like that. We're going to put y'all in the center, but they don't put them in a center or seclude them from society. They'll just put them in another city or something right. like that where they still have access to children. Exactly. Just not through a church. But like Kay said, you got to watch who your kids is with. That's if you don't take nothing from this episode, just take that. All right, and also, you know, with Donye Jones uh, being what we believe murdered, a lot of students, um, I feel like with HBCUs across the nation, are really feeling like this is a really huge topic in the mm -hmm. sense of how it's being presented 
to everyone um, in America. You know, we are young professionals coming out into the world and we want to know that this world is safe and we want to know that we are going to feel safe. We want to know that our children are going to feel safe. So as students of an HBCU, it's really a touchy subject for us because it's like, you know, we've been told you got to go to school to Mm -hmm. be accepted into this society. But is this society really good enough for us to really lay a foundation of a home and have kids and children that we're presenting to this world. Um, I know, and I should have mentioned this in um, the announcements, I'm going to touch base with uh, uh, another Californian. His name is Alan. Um, He is a part of Phi Beta Sigma on campus, and he uh, hit me up the other day um, asking me if I possibly wanted to join him in his rally, which is going to be tomorrow. Um, I'm going to touch base with him again, but it will most likely be in the morning time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just know that on a lot of campuses, this is being talked about. And I would like to see more uh, um student representatives on campus kind of really bringing awareness to this since we have all these Divine Nine members, yeah. you know, we have all these student reps, like, and this is three hours from us. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure at other HBCUs, there are students that may be talking about this even more just from the lack of justice side, mm-hmm. you know. But let me just say something real quick. When it comes to this, this is another situation where they, once again, they are disrespecting us. They are stepping on our respect Mm -hmm. so if you feel disrespected in this situation when black friday come around when the holidays come around don't go out there and fight your brother and your sister Mm -hmm. to hand the american government money the same government that is giving you no justice don't go out there and throw them your money for materialistic Objects that are only going to last until the next season when it's out of date. Right. You know, like, don't do it. If this really is touching you and this is affecting you, then think about how you look. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Black Lives Matter uh, advocate rally. But you know what? Black Friday coming up. The holidays coming up. Let me go stand in this line, fire my brothers and sisters to get the last bit of shoes that they got, put these on so I can run back and still complain about how this how this justice excuse me how the system is unjust and corrupt like how stupid do we look right like that that could be a whole comedy portrayed about how that looks like it's ridiculous it was the boondocks right so i mean like let's not do it if this really is affecting you like take that into account and as young people we got to be smarter with our money and we have to invest in our communities Mm -hmm. so just take that into account yes All right, y'all. So we hope y'all enjoyed the first half of this. Like we said at the top of the hour, we have a really important and very engaging conversation for you all. Um, We have our friend Cameron Blair back in the studio. Today's topic is going to be relationships and dating in the age of social media. So basically, we're just going to cover some things from experiences we've had, things we've seen on social media, and just give our perspective on it. Dating in 2018. Yes, so kind of to give some context and some background, I'm dating, not necessarily with the purpose of being in a relationship, but I'm not opposed to it. Malik is dating with the possibility of moving into a into a relationship and our boy Cam is just in a full-fledged relationship. So we have some very diverse backgrounds here and perspectives, just perspectives yeah. and just some things we're going to get into. Right. right. 
So what do you guys think about relationships and dating in 2018? Cam, well, <laughs> you know, coming from somebody that's been in a relationship for almost a year now. Yes, yes. Um, a lot of people want the glitz and glam and the quote-unquote look of the relationship, but don't want to actually put in that work. Exactly. Which is why a lot of times it don't work out mm-hmm. nowadays. Right, right, right. So do you feel like you're in a relationship where y'all just don't need that at all? Need what? Glitz and glam. We don't need it, no. Like, we post each other on social media here and there, but, like, as far as putting all of our business out there on social media and stuff, mm-hmm. no. I think that's elements of what is the obstacle with relationships or dating in 2018. Um, having to be open with it and just, I mean, yeah, like having to really just always explain yourself to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even as you're getting older and your parents even start to wonder, like, you know, what's going on, you know. Um, and I guess a lot of this conversation, too, can come from... The fact that we're in our 20s and we're moving more into an age where we're expected to have kids or get married mm-hmm. and start our life. Like li- literally shape our life around a relationship mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of just like this is what my, I want my life to look like first. Then this is what I want my relationship to be like in that life. Mm-hmm. If that makes right. sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think relationships in 2018, a little bit of what Cam said and a little bit of what you said, people like the fallacy of it. Mm-hmm. They they want the relationship. <laughs> they want the relationship but don't want to put in the work. So when it's time to put in the work, you don't want to because right. it's like, and it also goes into maybe households. That's probably a healthy relationship is probably something a lot of people have never seen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I seen something that was just really profound on Twitter. It was basically saying people who don't know how to communicate always think you're trying to argue. Yeah. Right. And that's really not the case. Because y'all know for me, communication is the biggest thing. Right. I'm going to communicate how I feel, what pissed me off, what made me happy. I'm just going to communicate it all together. So when I'm expressing that to you, and I just don't like to argue, I'm probably one of the least confrontational people y'all would ever meet. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't have time for it. Going back to communication, like you brought up, that right there is key, even from the dating aspect. You have to communicate to get to know if you like this person, Mm -hmm. to know if you want to move forward. So that's a big step right there. I think there's not enough of that just in the sense of that dating. People want to believe or still be caught up in their idea or their mirage of what this is, but not necessarily knowing, like, okay, are we on the same page about this? Like, Mm -hmm. are we thinking the same thing? Like, when we go out on a date, are we both knowing that ultimately this is just us getting to know each other? Or is one thinking, okay, well, at the end of this, I'm probably, you know, going to get some naughty or something like that, you know? (laughs) And it's like, you have to really communicate. And you have to communicate even with people that don't like to communicate. You got to know their intentions, you know? Exactly. Even those first couple of dates with females, like, where they're on a date with a guy, and if the guy is only thinking about taking your clothes off, and you don't know that, 
because you haven't asked some of those more uncomfortable questions like, well, what are your intentions? What do you want to do this, 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 today? It's important to ask those questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even in the first date, like, no matter how comfortable, I always ask with, I don't like people like that. So if I like a guy, it means that he, like, truly has something that has caught my attention. So I always ask, like, like I said earlier, I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship, but I'm not opposed to it. So I always ask just to make sure we're on the same page and I'm not getting my hopes up or wasting my time. Like, where do you see this going? Is this just a friendship type thing? Are you dating with the intent of this possibly moving to a relationship? Because I feel like that's really important Mm -hmm. to know. Like, Mm -hmm. and through it all, nobody likes their time being wasted. Right. And I mean, if you, (laughs) right. And I feel like if you're on a date and ultimately the guy hasn't communicated with you that he's only here because he wants to get in your pants, like, or even the female, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is a waste of time. Like you should have told me that before I ever took my jacket off and sat down. So, I mean, it's really, really important to talk to people about what exactly your intentions are. Um, Even if it's just a thing of, you don't see them as that and you just want to French about it because you never know what can happen right I mean ultimately I feel like you could even gain possibly a business partner yeah Yeah, exactly you You never know what can happen but everybody is so in this mindset of I need to be in an intimate relationship Mm -hmm. that they don't look at the whole grand scheme of what can possibly come out of this yeah and And a lot of times those who are those type of people that feel like they need to be in a relationship are not happy with themselves and this is why the relationships oftentimes don't work out because you have to find happiness within yourself first mm-hmm. before you can try to be happy with somebody Most else. Definitely. Right. And then to even go back to intimacy, like you said, it seems as though people get that very misconstrued with the sexual desire. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people want it to be in a sexual desired relationship like I do my work I do what I do and then Mm. when you come around you know you please you help me get my rocks off you please me sexually and then we keep it pushing and that's the jits of our relationship that's such a small 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 part you know and to me that's not intimacy because there's there's intimate moments that you have with your parents Mm -hmm. there's intimate moments you have with your friends with different people where it feeds your soul intimacy can be be going out to pay bills together Something, you know, it could be anything. <laughs> for real. I mean, for me, intimacy, that's like, that That could just be me and, you know, even my mom, like walking on the beach or something like that, just having a real spiritual moment mm-hmm. where we're just talking about everything and just, you know, really getting in tune with who we are and how we feel. Intimacy, of course, you know, when you are in a relationship with someone and it is where you guys both know each other in and out and you're transparent you don't even necessarily have to have sex. That's mm-hmm. just like cuddling or just, you know, being with someone that makes you feel good in that moment without having to please your sexual desire. At right. Time, you know. Right. Um, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say just the whole thing of communication. Just honesty takes you a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the w- first thing with yeah. communication from being honest, yeah. because what I see a lot in today's society or generation, or should I say year of, you know, 2018, 2017 and all that, I see a lot of from guys perspective. I don't want a relationship, but let me do all these relationship things with her. Mm hmm. 
and he doesn't communicate that. Yeah. Or maybe he does communicate that, but still doing all these relationship things. Right, and right. I'm going to say, fellas, if you're not looking for a relationship, don't do things that consist of a relationship. Right, right. And ladies, if a man tells you that he's not looking to be in a relationship, believe him. Right. Don't try or to... Or if he can't give you a just straightforward answer when you ask leave him right okay. because it's just gonna make you more sad and make you question yourself more if he's telling you this but it's like oh my god you know he he does all this stuff he does all these things for me he stays the night at my place almost every day of the week yeah, you yeah. know he picks me yeah. up we cook for each other like that that doesn't do anything but cause you more term oil and you hold that against Every person after him. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Have you guys really like sat down and like really laid out the differences now within dating from versus when our parents were younger? I've thought about that a lot, a and I feel bit. like they was living their best life back then. Because I had a conversation with an older person, and they were asking me questions about like what does it mean now to like talk? Like what is some of our uh, colloquialisms within our generation as far as like the labels we put on dating. Mm-hmm. So back then, like, dating was you're going out on a date. Like, mm-hmm. a guy's going to pick you up and you're going out somewhere. You know, even if it was somewhere like McDonald's or something, of course, I was more low budget, but it was a date. <laughs> yeah, y'all know this a date. <laughs> right. Y'all know this in high school now. Well, dating back to elementary school, early 2000s, Folks was dating in elementary school, and I used to sit up here and think, y'all dating? Where y'all going? Right. Y'all not, y'all not going over. Y'all that dating used to kill me. My mom, I would always, I'm very. You going to push on the swing at recess? <laughs> like, y'all holding like, each other by the lockers? Y'all, y'all know this. I'm very particular about the words that I use, especially in terms of dating. Yeah. Right. So when I was younger, I would always tell my mom, yeah, me and this boy dating, she where y'all yeah, going? Because back then in their time, that's not dating. Like right. y'all are playing around. Yeah. But now, even within dating, there's a whole like study within that with different levels. Like you're talking about, like okay, let's talk about it. When you're talking to someone, like our talking now is like our old, like the older people's dating back then. What when you they doing? Were younger. Mm-hmm. Watch so, your TV. Talking now, even within talking, like there's different phases of talking. Y'all mm-hmm. may not have known yeah. this. Oh yeah. But talking is like there's a talking in the sense of like we text talk. Mm-hmm. There's a talking in the sense of we talk every once in a while, but we're more so having sex with each other. And then there's a talking in the sense of like we're really talking to get to know each other mm-hmm. to maybe see if we're going to even start going on dates to become a relationship. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that whole talking, like, we all have that person that we kind of like, mm, I kind of want to get to know them a little bit. So you have their number in your phone. You text them back and forth a little bit. But you don't really think nothing about it. Like, I mean, I might just talk to you, like, you know, what you doing here and there or whatever. Right. They don't text back, then that's it. You know, then you got the talking of you met somebody in class or I work, whatever. Y'all talking, but it's more so a friends with benefits. type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't let nobody else be sleeping with the person because then it's like, yeah, I was talking to that person, too. Like, what do you mean? You know what I'm saying? And then you get on the whole aspect of guys like you're talking like that's all you say. You're talking to this girl. Right. And. You get territorial. It's like, I'm just talking to you. I don't have any ownership of you. But you better not be talking to nobody like the same way you talking to me. 
Right. Like, y'all know what I mean by yeah. that? Like, just in the sense of, like, where, but it's because it's the sex thing. And I feel like when sex gets involved, people want to have the intimacy, what they think is intimacy, the sex behind it, but they don't really want to be in the relationship type right. stuff. Right. And I think they use the talking label to do that, really. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it's it's a big, big, big difference now. With, between like our parents it was a lot less complicated back yeah. then okay then we can shift more into the communication within a relationship okay I feel like that's more serious yeah Um, because that's like I mean that's the only thing really keeping your relationship together perfect example you guys are we're at an age right now where we're going all these different ways you never know you might end up in the Peace Corps and just be in a whole nother country while you're dating someone. Mm-hmm. If you don't communicate that that was ever your plan to put you first in your career, it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's all on you, but if you didn't necessarily communicate to that person where your career was going to take you, that you're mm-hmm. in a relationship with. That's kind of selfish. Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of. Now, granted, you may not have known. You may not have known, like, this is where your career would take you. But if it's a perfect opportunity, mm-hmm. while we young, that's what we've been told our whole life. You don't let those pass you by. So, I mean, with that, I feel like that's where a lot of communication would have to come in, too. Yeah. And listen, you communicate, but then you also listen that's how you get to know the person and don't listen to respond right right actually understand reciprocate what they're saying most definitely retain all the information so that you can you know uh file all these little you know little uh uh signs Mm -hmm. because it'd be a lot of signs you know like the first strike second strike that you be putting on the back burner and it'd be like damn i probably really should have and a lot of times people listen to respond that's where the real arguments start. Oh, yeah, most yeah. definitely. You're not listening to genuine listen. You actually care about what they're talking about. You listen to respond and come back what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. So what did, what would be your advice for communication within a relationship, Kim? I feel like if you ain't got communication, what are you in a relationship for? Because mm-hmm. communication is key. Like, that's one of the major, 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 major aspects of relationship. Especially with... Coming from me and Michael, we long distance. Even mm-hmm. though it's like two hours away, neither one of us got a car. Mm-hmm. Only could see each other like on my breaks and stuff. Right, right. Like for real, all we have like while I'm gone is communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, y'all gotta be in the same. But even if we are in the same city. Yeah. Communication is key. Yeah. Well, communicate too because you guys aren't in each other's head. Mm-hmm. Y'all might feel like on a soulful level. Right, we might feel each other, but like we, yeah. like, like you said, we're not in each other's head. Yeah, we don't the know stress, what each other's thinking. The stress, all we know what each other's going through all the time. Right. So we have to communicate that in order for both of us to understand where we're coming from. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of things so are miscommunication. Issue down the line. Like, oh, yeah. well, you didn't tell me this, how you was feeling. Like, I have a bad habit of holding stuff in mm-hmm. and not communicate with Michael until like last minute. He hates that. Yeah. yeah. And I've been getting better about. Well, it seems like you mature too to understand how can he even know what you're going through. Yeah. You know, tell him. Right. Or even comprehend. And that's not fair to him for me to not communicate them at the last minute yeah. when. And I mean, of course, there's that fear with us too. Like, well, they not going to get it. So right. why would I say it? But you never know if they're going to get it or not. Right. Because you're not giving right. the chance. Exactly. So, I mean, there's that. Um, but moving into boundaries as far as dating and relationships. First, I'm going to start with dating. Boundaries with dating is when I take my jacket off, I sit down, I'm letting you know that I am 
I'm letting you know the parameters of which I am doing this in because it's kind of an agreement. Mm-hmm. We agree that we're going to meet at this place. We're going to get to know each other. You're going to learn about me. So my boundaries are I'm getting to know you. You don't have to know everybody that's in my phone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I am getting to know you just like I may be getting to know other people. Now, that kind of may get into the thing of, well, are you looking for a relationship? Personally, I don't go out and seek for them. Right. You know, and I, I, I don't necessarily know if that's the best idea. If you're a busy person, I know it's going to be very successful. But, I mean, if that's a part of you that you think that you really need, then I understand that. But boundaries in the sense of this person that I'm meeting at Chili's, mm-hmm. we getting to know each other, you know what I'm saying? And they know, like, they know that I am open to getting to know someone, to get into a talking stage that will ultimately lead to a relationship. There are other people on my phone, but boundaries is you don't need to know who I'm talking to. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to know the conversations that we're even having. You just know that we're here and we're getting to know each other. Right. So with that, like what other kind of boundaries within dating could you guys see? Just in that sense. Within dating, um well, I'm gonna use dating slash talking. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Don't assume that while you're dating or talking to this person. Yeah. Y'all supposed to be on the people that y'all talk to. Let y'all come to that clear understanding, have that right. conversation right, right. that y'all are only going to talk to each other or date each other yeah. and nobody else. Other than that, you could be out here doing you. Yeah. As long as you're open and honest with that person. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the condition in which the boundaries are in. Mm-hmm. Just being honest in the sense of like, okay. Um, I may be talking to people, but does that mean that you need to know who I'm talking to on my phone, what that looks like, what my experiences are mm-hmm. with other people? Um, no, because clearly there's a reason why I'm on this date with you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? There may, like, hey, for example, you may have three guys that want to talk to you mm-hmm. and you may be on a date with a guy. If the guy's there like, oh, this could pop, if in his mind, you know, this is where the communication comes in. He's mm-hmm. thinking, oh, you know, this date is going nicely. You know, I can see this girl being somebody that I really want to be in a relationship with. But then it's communicated later on that, well, you know, I um, have been dating for a while. So there are certain people, you know, that I do text every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, then you lay down your boundary of, you know, that does not mean that, you know, you have to know everything in my mm-hmm. life because technically I'm not yours mm-hmm. you know we have, we're far from tying the knot right. so you don't need to know everything that's going on I can be honest with you like yeah I, I text other people mm-hmm. um, but I mean that there's so many fish in the sea right? so I mean I don't know one person that's just like oh I found this one fish let me just look at this for the next two years like no like you're going to be sitting there and evaluating other people and other people are mm-hmm. going to come to your life whether they come in careers whether they come from church school whatever and you might have a couple of people in your phone does that necessarily make you someone that sleeps around is perceived mm-hmm. to sleep around no not at all I mean what do y'all think about that though like the whole thing of having different people like options I think, in a way I think it's necessary if you're not if you're not serious with somebody. Yes, I think it's very necessary because when you date multiple people, mm-hmm. you learn what you like and what you don't right, like. Right, right. And I'm not t- saying that in the aspect of physical features. I'm saying that in the aspect of personalities. Yeah. Maybe, you know, um, I go on a date with somebody and I go on a date and this guy is just, I can talk. So maybe this guy just talks a little bit too much for me and he hasn't once asked me about myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
maybe I don't like a guy who doesn't pick up on um, body language mm-hmm. or anything. But then I go, then, you know, next Friday I go out with the guy. We're interacting, we're engaging in everything. You know, maybe that's what I like more to be mm-hmm. into, to be engaging with. Because I want to just as much as I want to know about you, I want you to know about me. So I definitely think it is necessary to date. So you learn what you like and Most what you definitely. don't like. Yeah, and I think even in the sense of, like, if you're someone out there that, you know, likes to get your rocks off on a consistent basis, (laughs) um, I think that that is warranted to a degree if that's something that you do. Because we all be stressed out. Some people look to church, some people look to yoga, and some people look to, you know, doing what they do. You know what I'm saying? And that don't necessarily mean that they're good or bad people. It's just how they choose to handle it is one of the more smart ways do you need to be safe? Most definitely, but yeah. it is a factor. Um, when and please be careful with that. Right. Oh, like, yeah, most definitely. Naive, like, yes, on the STDs aspect. But yeah. It, Even on a that soul. That person's energy. Exactly. Yeah. You Even don't want to mess around and have yeah. sex with someone whose energy and soul is just dang. You don't want to, like, be intimate with someone that's depressed. Like, right. you're going to be that. That's going to rub off on you. Exactly. So, I'm saying that to say when you're talking about um, someone... And see, I think as guys, we kind of can have this worse. Like, we could sleep around, but girls can't. So that's another thing where the boundary has to kind of be drawn. Like, okay, if this is something where we know, like, this first date or second date could be something where we know we're going to be intimate. Why is it a thing of... Now, you claim we just talking. You know, a girl, this is what she can mm-hmm. say. You know, I'm not your girl. You know, we're not together. So why is it a thing of, you know, I, I, I can kind of get maybe that role play in the bedroom of, oh, yeah, this is mine. Mm-hmm. But outside of the bedroom, why is it a thing of can't nobody else be in you but me or can't nobody else be intimate with you but me? And be, you know what I'm be saying? the same ones that got extras. That's what I'm yes. saying. But you can have all these people, but the girl can't. That's a boundary mm-hmm. that you have to draw. And that's another thing, like, kind of to get into, like, a lot of women feel like, should I sleep with him on the first date? I don't want to come off as like at the end of the day, we all grown. We have needs. So if he's a child in his thinking that mm-hmm. he he's a child so much that, oh, she gave it up on the first day. She must do this with everybody. Yeah. Like, no, I really yes. liked you enough yeah. that on the first date, I'm just like, put these legs to the moon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that's really a mentality that we need to shake as a society. Most because, definitely. I mean, you a hoe too if you giving it up on the first Thank date. You. I mean, I... I don't know. I just feel like there's just this weird, like, gender nuance between mm-hmm. guys and females mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Especially, it seems more like the thugs. Yeah. You know? And you, me, me and you were having a conversation um, weeks ago. And you were just saying, it's this stigma that when someone is entering you. Yeah. That if you have multiple people that you come off as a hoe if you're being entered right, right. which made versus a lot of where, sense where, because if you are giving because yeah. biologically if you want to get into science of it women are only supposed to have two sex partners mm-hmm. in their lifetime mm-hmm. that's unrealistic because just as much we have needs but because society puts so much of a label that if a woman sleeps with multiple men or she gives it up on the first date she's a hoe we don't necessarily 
let our needs be known. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If Most that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I, I think when it gets into that whole um, territorial side mm-hmm. of people that are just I like, think that's definitely unfair. Yeah, and I like, feel like it's kind of a sign of disrespect. Most definitely. Because, yeah. and low-key, a sign of abuse, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. how is it that we've both made it clear that this isn't going to go we're not necessarily looking for this to go anywhere. We're just getting to know each other. Yeah. But it's okay for you to have multiple people out here that you entertain, that you talk to, and that you possibly sleep with. Right, right, but for right. me, my attention, my sole purpose has to be focused solely on you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, as a woman, I kind of feel like that's a sign of disrespect. Mm-hmm. And it's a sign it, of some abuse. Well, and misogyny as well. Because yeah, you true. have men that just think that I can do it, but a woman can't. Yeah. And a woman, when you go on a date, I mean, if it's going to be that, like, you know, if, if you know that you have, and excuse me, I know we're getting a little into it with these details, but if you have men that go down on you every once in a while, you know, and you, and the guy asks that on the date, like, is there anyone pleasing you? You know, and you're honest with that, there should be no reason why the man gets upset, like, Mm -hmm. that you're being honest about that. Like, that's where you have to draw that boundary and be like, yeah, you know, even the boundary of him asking, why are you asking me that? Right. Now, I'm human just like you. I'm in college just like you. I'm working just like you. So, of course, I'm stressed. I know you're getting your rocks off. I'm getting my rocks off. So, there's the boundary of we're getting to know each other, but we don't belong to each other. Let's mm-hmm. just you put that out there. You right. know what I'm saying? So, as far as a relationship, though, mm-hmm. what, is, what, do, what do boundaries look like to y'all within a relationship? Like going through the phone, you know, looking at I messages, feel like all that. And that, if I have to look f- through your phone, I don't trust you. There's no reason why I should. My intuition placement in the eighth house, so that be <laughs> that be everywhere. But if my intuition, if my intuition, I'm gonna trust my intuition, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna ask before I ever feel the need to go through your phone because that's your private right, stuff. Most I shouldn't have to go through your phone, but if I ask. And you just can't be honest with me, then that's an issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But from you, Cam, since you are in a relationship, what do boundaries look like for you guys? Um, well, I'm gonna use the example with the going through the phone thing. Like me, necessarily, I don't have an issue with him going through my phone because mm-hmm. I don't have anything to hide. Right. Yeah. I'm open book. Whatever you want to know, I'll tell you. It becomes a problem when you're doing it for the sole aspect, the sole purpose of trying to find something. Right, mm-hmm. right. There's nothing there. And I ain't done nothing for you to not trust me. So, right. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I go through his phone too, but I'm not going for the aspect of trying to find anything like, oh, he creeping over. I yeah. trust him 100%. Yeah. That's good. No, that's yeah. good. I mean, that's that. That's that. Yeah. Well, if you were in a relationship, Kay, like, what, what, what kind of boundaries would you be looking for? I feel like another boundary that couples have to have is their me time because I see it so many times of I feel like that's how people get drained easily Mm because they don't have time for themselves Mm -hmm. and it's really easy for you to lose yourself in a relationship when you don't even remember who you are so I would definitely say in a relationship I would definitely stress that I love you Mm -hmm. I'm in love with you Believe me alone for a few hours. Even if it's for a month. Y'all know I like to read. I like to listen to my music. Mm -hmm. Just if it's for a weekend, we both decide, you know what, I'm going to go here. Mm -hmm. You can stay at the house. 
catch up on some readings, mm-hmm. watch some TV yeah. and everything. I definitely feel like that's a big boundary that people in relationships need to incorporate because it's really easy to lose yourself. Yeah, you're speaking a lot of uh, what I feel like my mom does in the sense of needing her alone time, mm-hmm. going out sometimes, you know, getting a hotel, spending time by herself, just really enjoying her time, mm-hmm. her me time, as she says. Then you kind of can come back into society. So right. I really do um, understand that. For me, as far as our relationship, I know even moving towards a relationship, what I've learned is, you know, I get a lot of attention. So when it comes to um, if I uh, entertain it or not, that's a me thing. It's you know, Leo, y'all. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> yeah. um, because it's, it, you know, it, it, it really comes to the thing of, you know, we don't want to come off mean mm-hmm. um and there are sometimes people that come around and it's like you like we know in our mind you know you don't want to be with this person but if the person is giving you a little bit of attention it's like mm, you know now for some insecure people there it gets into the thing of well this is kind of fueling me a little bit mm-hmm. so you know i'm gonna even though i don't like this person mm-hmm. i'm kind of gonna keep gonna talking to right. them and you know now if you going as far as you know you know, chilling with them and hanging with them and all that different type of stuff. That's a different story. But as far as like social media, I have a lot of people that will slide in my DMs, try to talk to me and all of that. Now, what I do know is that I've had to really cut back on my responses, even if it's a simple thank you for a compliment that I get mm-hmm. in my DM. Because ultimately, you know, the person I'm talking to now, it's like it's the thing of I have to constantly be because I, kn- I know I want this to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I have to constantly be in the thought of what they're here so what mm-hmm. would they think about it if right. they're in the message with me and the person even if it's a simple thank you and would you, you know, like it if they was doing it ex- exactly yeah exactly mm-hmm. you know and for me personally i know that the person i'm talking to like could possibly be famous so i know there'll be the little fans and all these different type of stuff so it's like you know I personally, I'm like you know where home is, so you know I don't, I don't got nothing to worry about. Right. And my thing is like I'm, I'm, I don't know. For me, it's just the thing of like, okay, like that's what people do. Like they're right. just like they're they, right. They see what you have and they want it. So it's like okay, I really want that. But for me, it's never really been an issue because like. Yeah, you know, it kind of fuels your ego, and maybe that's where I can identify with you and I get it. Because, like, mm-hmm. who would we be, honestly, if people wasn't like, oh, my God, oh, my right. God, you know, mm-hmm. this, this, that. But um, I, I, I do get it. I don't think it would necessarily be an issue for me, but I know for the other person, it may be a thing for them where, you know, they may not necessarily be all secure. Mm-hmm. And it may not even be more so about security, just the sense of, like, you know, you know, I just... I, like it, it, it's just the commitment thing yeah. you know what I'm saying and it just kind of goes into that like you really want to just be that special person for that one person right you know so when they're throwing you compliments and they're saying how good you look that should be the only thing you honestly hear mm-hmm. you know but I will say like Kay said dating a Leo you know it can be a little <laughs> tricky because we constantly getting attention and sometimes you know it's like you know you walking on a red carpet oh thank you <laughs> Thank you, thank, thank you. You know, and the person that you dating, they just rolling their eyes like, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, that's what it is. But as far as me, uh, for boundaries, I would say, uh, when it comes into um, what I what, as far as the phone situation, like I feel like you know you don't if if you doing something that you have to question if your person is gonna 
um, feel uncomfortable about things, you honestly just shouldn't be doing it. Right. Um, I want to be in a relationship where honestly they can pick up my phone. Even if they seen that I was on the internet looking up possibly some weird stuff, like, you know, um, uh, cats and clothes or something. You know, <laughs> it don't make me feel weird, but right. it's like, you know, that's the only thing you got to worry about other than, you know, who is this that you talking to and this, 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 that, you know, and all of that. Now, I will say this. If you're in a relationship and you have two people that are very charismatic, two working people that constantly have to communicate with people, mm -hmm. I would say the boundary comes in between the boundary of business and pleasure. Mm -hmm. Keep it at business. You know, I know it can get a little sometimes close and intimate within the business because y'all be excited and y'all got this project and y'all want to turn mm -hmm. up. But keep it at business. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because your personal is when you go home. Okay. Mm -hmm. so. All right. How do y'all feel <laughs> about dating with a purpose? If you're not dating with a purpose, what are you doing? Like, I know for me and Michael, when we got together, we ain't had nothing. Mm -hmm. We both poor. Living in our family living room. So. <laughs> you can spill it off of the tea. <laughs> I mean, but that's real. Like, yeah. we relate to each other that way. Like, because the person I was dating before, he was kind of privileged. Right. And couldn't understand me. Right. And, like, me and Michael's purpose was like, just to build each other up. Like, work towards... The purpose is to build each other up, work mm -hmm. towards certain goals together. Eventually, mm -hmm. down the line, long way down the line, we want to get married, possibly. Mm-hmm. Like, working towards that and do, making sure that we're taking all the proper steps to do that. It sounds like a good story, though. Straight up out the hood. <laughs> y'all made it a long way right. from there to, you know, now y'all in the penthouse. So I, I have high hopes for y'all. I think when it comes to dating, um, it comes into the question of, are you? do you need to date? Mm -hmm. Like, do you let it come to you? Do you go on the sites? You know, do you let your people pick for you? Right. You know, like, oh, I know somebody you would like. Right. Or do you just kind of naturally let it come? Yeah. Um, but even when you go into it, however it came or arrived, um, are you dating in the sense of, you know what? I really want to get to know you, Kay. I really want to know if we're going to work out if I like you and if we're really going to go somewhere. Or is it just, okay, you got money. Okay, you know, you got a good job, you know, you got a long swagger, um, you know, you were right. able to please me well. All right, that's all I need. What's up? You want to get married? Because we ain't getting no younger, so. Might as well do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, you know, that th those are the two aspects I feel like. Right. Um, but what do you think as far as? Definitely what Cam said. If you're not dating with a purpose, what are you dating? Well, I say I disagree with that a little bit because you could just be dating to have fun. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, dating to have fun, but, like, I'm talking about as far as, like, being in an actual relationship. Yeah. Uh, so, for me, and I've shared this with y'all, I know, for me, dating, I'm dating. Not necessarily looking for a relationship, but I'm not opposed to it You're either. To yeah. But if I were, my purpose for dating is, okay, we've been dating for some time. What are we doing at this point? You tell me, I was just kind of doing this to pass time. Okay. We'll keep in contact, but I need to move on with my life. Yeah, because do you think eventually it gets a little distracting from what you need to do in your own Most life? definitely. Most definitely. Anything? And I know for me, like I said, I shared this with y'all. Any relationship that I get into, 
is going to have a five-year plan. And I know that's unrealistic because things can happen. It may move too fast. It may move too slow. But for me personally, I know I need at least five years before I even decide if I want to be married to you. Right, right. And everything. So for me, and I know my sister and my mom are probably, well, what do you need five years for? Like, I have a, I plan on having a career doing things. So for me, just jumping into a relationship, that's the Taurus and Venus. But for me, jumping into a relationship and just making my life and everything that I want to do about this person isn't going to work for me. You want to make it count for whoever it is. And that's why I know it sounds crazy for people, but on the relationship aspect of it, my purpose If I have kids at 46, you know, a lot of older, beautiful, young-looking black people now are having kids later on in their life. After, right, shout-out to Gabrielle Union. So happy for her. She just had her baby. They're having kids later on in their life after they've established themselves. And they've, you know, got through all the little niches and everything and just figured things out for themselves. I don't have an issue with that. Right. Honestly, because I don't want to bring people into this world, my little, little Malik's into this world, that got to try to <laughs> Malik's figure it and out. Malik's Right. Uh, <laughs> figure it out. And uh, Malik, the big Malik ain't figured it out. Right. Yet. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, purpose for me is just we, and you know how I like to look at relationships between two people. It's a partnership. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a partnership in the sense of the ones that last the longest are... Even if your goal is we are going to be happy together, like Mm -hmm. our goal is we're going to move to Hawaii. You know, we may work in totally different departments, different Mm -hmm. career paths, but we put our money into this, you know, savings. And then ultimately, we're always looking at how, you know, even if we're going to buy a plane together, what plane is going to be? We're always on the same page and the same path of where we want to go. I want to be on a secluded island with you just me and you mm-hmm. and if that's your goal and y'all on the same path to get there then honestly that'll be better but when you have people that you don't know because mm-hmm. they're in the sta- dating stage you never really figured out the purpose if you if you don't know the person their idea is to go here and you're going there it's like y'all don't even how, how are y'all you're gonna not meet? communicating yeah, that yeah how are y'all gonna meet the two you right. know one person when they're 50 they think maybe oh well I wanna uh, own a business mm-hmm. your thing may be well at 50 I just kinda wanna be in a retirement home and chill mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how long that'll last yeah and another thing I wanna get into and I kinda feel like this goes with communicating also dating with the purpose like it's okay to ask questions Definitely. such as you know do you want to have kids? You may want five or six kids. Mm-hmm. That person may be like, no, I don't really want kids because my career is too demanding. Right, right, right. Okay, you're going to try to make something work with the person that you knew never wanted kids to begin with. That is a really good point. Then yeah. get upset when, you know, five, ten years into the relationship or marriage, yeah. you're... They still don't want to have kids. You can't because they told you that from the beginning. Yeah. Or even, you know, I just feel like it's certain questions that need to be asked during the dating phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, if this is something that you want to be into. Most definitely. And I think when you really establish the purpose from the dating to the relationship to marriage to moving forward you know there's a journey with that. Mm-hmm. So you're going to fall, you know, things are going to happen, and you can kind of see where it's like, oh, wow, there was a lot of beautiful growth there. And moving into the whole social media aspect of that, there's this aspect of we're looking at 
relationships on social media, Mm -hmm. we're looking at their journey. Right. But they've already established in intimate moments where they were, you know, in the car maybe one night, just the two of them watching the stars, like, we're going to do this, babe. We're going to do that. We're mm-hmm. going to be here. We're going to be there. So because they stayed true to their purpose and their goal and they stayed on the path, now they're showcasing it on social media. And, you know, we're seeing it and we're like, oh, my God, we want that. You know, mm-hmm. we want where they are right now, but you can't necessarily be where they are right now because you don't know where they came from. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't even know what that looks like. If right. it was beautiful, if it was ugly, even and if they established the purpose. don't even know what's going on behind closed doors. Exactly. Right. Because honestly, the on on the flip side, the whole thing could just be a, a whole facade that they're putting on. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, people said we look good together, so we got together and then we made an Instagram page and now we got all these followers. Right. Now you got all these people looking at it and it's like, dang, like, I'm, you know, my, my insecurity level has gone up mm-hmm. because now I'm really trying to measure myself and my value off of these people mm-hmm. that are damn near like Barbie and Ken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're literally seeing them behind a barrier and it's like, oh my God, like it's I don't want to be that. Right. It's all fake. And it's, Not to say the relationship is fake, but like... How good the glitz and glam, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, how polished it looks. Yeah. yeah. You know, and lo, lo and behold, after they take that selfie, it's like, all right, get off of me, please. You stink. Or somebody could be getting beat up by the scenes. That's real, though. So, yeah, the social media aspect, I definitely feel like that plays a very, very big part in dating and relationships today. Because me personally, I'm not for broadcasting any relationship that I'm in. Right. Like, you know, I like Malik has said to me, you know, off record he said to me you know i want people to think i'm having issues in my relationship you know we arguing then you know two months later we post a picture back better than ever no not back better than ever we never left like y'all thought we left y'all thought we fell right so like you know just all the youtube couples and everything i just feel like that takes away from what the relationship is because you're putting your relationship to the world for them to see that y'all this perfect couple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that kind because you're always sharing intimate moments with the world. Yeah. And what do like you low key the world is becoming a part of your relationship. Exactly. Cuz one thing yeah. you, your whole relationship you didn't show to the world. Broadcast the breakup. Well, now a lot of people think the person I find has to look good in a selfie for us to be together. Because now I have to find somebody so that I can be in a famous Instagram relationship with mm-hmm. instead of just being in a relationship with right. So that I don't know from my from my more homey looking people out there, it's like you know I just I don't know they don't they not they not it's just not working for some of y'all. But there for the less superficial people out there, you know everyone is going to have someone. There's always yeah. somebody out there for somebody. But social media does make that more of a thing of like yeah we gotta look good. You know, this, this, that. And I'm telling you, all there are Barbies and Kens on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, even in some of these Instagram names, like, these people are plastic and fake. Mm-hmm. What you mean you put on makeup, cover your face up, paint your face up, draw everything on just to put a Snapchat filter on top to take a photo, to post <laughs> it with your dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's all fake. You can't go off of that. Right. Like, I let Michael know all the time, every time we try to take a picture on social media. I hate pictures, so it's going to be look- the same old 
non-interested look. No, y'all, y'all be, y'all be we looking be cute, but you know, y'all be, using, y'all be using Snapchat sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, but but nah, it's. I mean, it's. I I think I ain't gonna lie. Like even the situation I'm in now, like I I I in a in a way love that. Because it's like we compliment each other and just yeah. how we look in the photo. And stuff. I don't mind, you know. For me, I don't mind taking pictures, posting it. I'm not the most photogenic person right. I know, right. but you know, I'll take pictures and I'll post it. But every single thing isn't gonna be posted. Yeah, because now, like you said earlier, if if, if it was all good when y'all was together, you know, why don't you post the bad stuff? That's a nosy. <laughs> not even, not beyond the aspect of relationship. Period on social media, I just feel like you should be posting your every move. I agree. Not everybody got to know if y'all doing good or not. As my mama would say, don't let your right hand know what your left hand doing. That's what I'm saying. Because now everybody want what you want. Right. You know, now everybody, oh, they got this, they got that. Now I know where y'all stay. Now I know where y'all kids go to school. Like, y'all chill. If you post your every move or what you're about to do, you guys, like. Block your blessings. Block your blessings, block yourself in the butt. And stuff cannot end up happening. Now you feel like you look stupid and on it, social media. And it, yes, because now you're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. You've been posting your husband or your wife on social media. Now somebody oh, see the picture. They talking about, dang, I just saw her at a Bottoms Up Club the other day. Stop, <laughs> Bottoms Up! You, oh, like, this is who you go out with? It's your wife? Dang, that's crazy. Right. Now you embarrassed, you know? Right. But that's that. I mean, so moving into long distance. That could be for y'all, that? too, because, you know. <laughs> well, we'll let you start off. Do you think you could do long distance? Um, Personally, yes and no. Yes, because like I said, I love my me time. I love my space. Mm-hmm. But if it's strong, oh, we're si- we, we can still communicate. No, because, you know, it's getting cold outside. Right. You know what I'm saying? You not here, who can I cuddle with? Yeah. Probably a pillow I'm going to get made of you. I know that sounds creepy. But and everybody. <laughs> Come on, but for me. Everybody? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me, yes and no, I could do a long distance relationship. Yeah. Well, how's it been for you, Cam? Even though you can go and see him? Well, considering the fact that I've done it twice mm-hmm. with two different people, mm. first time was. Horrible, as y'all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no. if you're in a long distance relationship, you have to be sure of the fact that you don't have to question the person that you're with. Right, right. Because if you have to question the person that you're with, even when you're there with them, when they're gone and from distance, mm-hmm. it's going to be even worse. Tr- no trust, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. But with Michael, it's just, at first it was kind of hard to, like, when we first got together, like, when we first got together, it was really quick. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we hardly knew each other. It's kind of like, it just happened. Yeah, yeah. And at first it was kind of hard because he didn't know me enough to trust me. So he constantly questioned, like, my every move and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, me telling him that, not going to do anything because he didn't. No, know like, you fully now right. that we're like this deep in. Like, yeah. you know what I would do and won't do. And like, even if I were to go out here and do something while I'm out here behind his back he knows now that it's not an issue with him it'll be an issue with me 
mm-hmm. and my self control, right, and my right. lack of moral as a person. Yeah, yeah. So he wouldn't make it about him. Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's so good. what about you? Because you've actually done it twice now. Too. I have actually. My past relationship Kiss and was <laughs> <laughs> my past relationship was long distance, and it was going on seven months, and. That was extremely hard. It wasn't for me, though. It wasn't for me, and I, and I wasn't being honest with myself about that, but eventually I had to be. Um, so with that, I had to really just, I had to be honest with myself that long distance for someone that is not being honest with themselves, uh, for someone that's not being honest about the fact that they need help being in a relationship in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, really, um, they may not, may not have had the best example you know, it's definitely uh, hard. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was my experience. And I wasn't honest with myself about that. Mm-hmm. So that relationship right there, I mean, of course, that wasn't going to last long. And, you know, it, it lasted while it did. And it was cool. But then moving into, you know, a situation that I'm building now, I'm more honest with myself that, you know what, Malik, you know, you need a little bit more assistance and guidance on what a relationship looks like. And why don't you just go ahead and tell this person that? Mm-hmm. So now that they know that, now that they know where I'm coming from, it's like, okay, well, I mean, shoot, I can help you with that. But if I never knew that you needed that you needed help with that, I'm just thinking that, you know, you got it all together because you look like you, you know, got it together, how we talk and all of that. So it's like, okay, well, I ain't got to worry about you. Mm-hmm. Now, in this sense, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a thing even now where it's, you know, I'm worrying about you because, you know, I'm getting older and it's a it's the thing of for me, it's like I don't really want to keep playing games right. even right. with myself. Like I'm growing up and I have to figure it out because mm-hmm. that's an issue with a lot of people. They want to still keep playing games. They don't want to be honest with themselves. And then now here comes a kid. Mm-hmm. So it's like then now you're trying to raise your kid and still get yourself together. Mm-hmm. And that's too much because now you're trying to raise you and your kid. Right. So right now, you know, I'm raising me up. I'm growing and the person is helping me grow. But I would say uh, for long distance, it actually builds character, trust within the relationship. It does. And it builds a really um, a big um, it, it develops more intimacy. Just because all you're hearing is them on the phone. And I can even say that about both the relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, it really built this thing of like, okay, I'm only hearing your voice. I'm only knowing, you know, what you sound like, you know. And now I have to kind of just get more in tune. I'm not there to see your face. So now I can kind of hear you and be like, okay, I can tell in your voice something's a little off, Mm -hmm. you know, with you and stuff like that. Versus if I'm in your face all the time. Right. But I mean, for me, long distance, for me, it's inevitable. Because I know I'm going to be moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can even see possibly within marriage, for me, there is, uh, in the future, 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 there's definitely going to be moments where um, my significant other is going to be like, mm, you know, uh, he's been gone for a while and stuff like that. You know, but I trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I knew ultimately I wanted to get to that place where my significant other wouldn't have to question me at mm-hmm. all. But I have to start being honest with myself mm-hmm. that I need to work more with that. Um, but right now, yeah, I'm definitely just working on me in that sense and practicing. I feel like like me, I'm talking and with this person and we already established this is a test run and mm-hmm. it's a trial. So why not just 
use everything you can in the trial. Like when you go on the test run, you're going to drive the car around. You're going to see how it feels, all that. Mm-hmm. Even when you get on a bumpy road and stuff like that. But people don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, we're talking for the time being, you know. And then they, you know, get into it. Luckily, you know, like you and Michael, you know, y'all was able to be like, okay, you know, I got with you quick. But, you know, yeah, we were destined to be together. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people, they just like, nah, they just get into the, they just get right into it, and it's like, dang, I didn't know this about you. I didn't know what you look like when you got an attitude, when you don't want to tell nobody about, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about your mama and your brothers and, and all this crazy stuff for your friends and stuff. But when you do the test run, then you really know. So by the time you get in a relationship, it's like, oh, I already know what that looks like. But see, that's the thing. Like, I low-key wish me and would have did the test run yeah, yeah. longer just, than just, what we did. Right. So you would have been more informed with different yeah. things to look out Cause for. Because we, we didn't know each other like that. Yeah. Like, we knew we liked each other, but yeah. mm-hmm. we only liked what we had saw so far and that's enough cause after we got y'all know how it was after yeah, yeah. Special, like we broke up for like a little bit mm-hmm. the ex came back around and yeah. it was a lot for both of us yeah. yeah and I just think too a lot of people f- fall for the idea mm-hmm. of a person yeah and I think that's something we totally need to stop doing as well. Yes. Because I know I have a bad habit of doing that. But I'm not totally... But it's another part of me that's like, okay, you have an idea of this person, but that's not them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So a lot of people are hurt. Well, I thought you were this way when I never told you I was that way. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. And now... When, you, when you're in that test run and now you see how this person is, you see how... Because they don't talk... Like, that's not put out there. There's no class on really dating and relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be at a community center or something like that. But even in college, you know, they don't tell you, oh, yeah, the mom might be an issue. Their family might be an issue. The stress at work might be an issue. Their mm-hmm. ex might be... They don't tell you that. So you're just, oh, yeah, it's just you and me against the world. Yeah, that's true, but at the same time, realistically, think being realistic. Yeah, it's a lot of other factors, and, mm-hmm. and they all matter, and they'll yes. sometimes hit you when you just don't know they coming. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like you know, even with this, that we're to me this long distance, it actually is making the test run go a little bit smoother, as, as odd as that may be, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like it, it builds character. Yeah, because definitely. I feel like. Well, what do you guys think about this? Do you think long distance can actually test the strength of the relationship? Oh, most definitely. Definitely, because yeah. it's kind of a thing too of you're not in that person's presence. So, are you gonna bite into the apple of temptation? Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. You know, are you gonna try to find that attention and affection somewhere you have else? Your boundaries, right? Like we talked about. But now you got, you know, a whole lot of space and opportunity right. to do whatever you want. Right. So it's even a test on yourself. I like, with long distance, like, it's easy to get on one of these apps and mm-hmm. just be like, and not be like, oh, I'm just not going to tell them this. No. Yeah, because ain't nobody going to be on your phone. And honestly, I'm I'm a big believer in karma, what goes around, comes around, and what's done in the dark will come to light. It definitely does. Even if you got, like, strong remorse and you even just... Blurt it out or say it, or it know. will come out. Yes, yeah, eventually. Out. Yeah. So words to everybody out there: don't be sneaking around because you will get caught. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think about these open relationships? It's not for me. 
uh, call it my European colonized thinking, mm-hmm. but it's not for me. Wow. If I'm in a if I'm in a relationship with you, I want you for myself. Most definitely, and I mean just to clear that up, I feel like that's not even necessarily. Well, you could get into it. Some people feel like that is European thinking yeah. because in Africa. Well, because you're talking about other cultures that yeah. actually men can have different yeah wives, but, but even with that, there's that's a difference between what goes on in America. And I know? definitely feel like with open marriages, people think is oh let's be in an open relationship so we can sleep with who we want to sleep yeah. with and just missing the total point of what a open relationship actually is yeah. and what it means to other cultures yeah well and then i think within other cultures too it's a more thing as far as like community development mm-hmm. there are different i know within islam you have men that will take on another woman and her kids and possibly her grandparents mm-hmm. to carry them financially. Now that means that that don't mean that you're going to be sleeping with this second wife, but that means because you care about your community, of course, this they go, second they wife they go boundaries. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of people don't realize that even in polygamous of relationships, there's still boundaries. Most mm-hmm. definitely. But when you are taking care of this second wife, you are definitely going to be taking care of her kids through school. You're going to pay for their college. You're going to help the grandparents, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. so there's that. And ultimately, if you broke, don't be trying to be in no polygamous relationship. <laughs> blue, blue. <laughs> but as far how as... How are you going to financially carry everybody? Right. How? Well, yeah. How? I mean, personally, for me, I'm not for the whole open relationship type thing. I'm, I'm not, not for the whole, you know, oh, we... That means, you know, we can have bring other people into the bedroom. I, no, I'm just... Mm-hmm. I don't even like... It. Don't bring no cameras. Don't bring... <laughs> Don't even bring your phone. Just me, you, and we're going to do what we do, and that's that. What's wrong with cameras? We get into a whole other conversation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Playing house, which I definitely feel like is a big trend within dating in this generation. Um, I feel like people get into relationships, have kids, then feel the need to do, because there is... Me, I believe there is a difference between being in a relationship and being in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Things shift. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like people get into, like I said, people get into relationships, have kids, and then let's do all the things that married couples do without actually being married. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think it go, my whole thing on it is I believe it goes back to the thing of you, to the aspect of life of you are structuring your whole journey around this relationship that you are mm-hmm. in. So what that looks like is if you know you went to school for A, B, and C, you know, those goals, and then someone comes into the photo, you know, to the picture, and now it's like you kind of have to rearrange A, B, and C or whatever, then it's like, are you doing that because you really like them or are you doing that more so because it's a thing of, you know, Oh, I'm getting older now. I'm getting 30. I need to have kids. I need to be married. Well, first, I need to be married. I need to have kids. I need to have a home. And all of my dreams and stuff, that stuff can be on the back burner. I'm personally an advocate for you go get your dreams first. Then when you fetch it, you know, you'll have your relationship and all of that. That'll follow. Or maybe that'll be along the journey. But I feel like a lot of people, you know, it's funny because our older generation... We sh- they shine people that have children in their 20s, but at the same time, I think we've all, to a degree, have had our parents kind of question us on kids and all of that. 
you know. And I, I feel like to a degree it's kind of been a thing of them asking for the kids before even the marriage, mm-hmm. which is very, very odd. I know. And then, go ahead. Honestly, with the whole them questioning our generation. Or just asking. Not even our parents, like the older generation questioning our generation on having kids at early ages and stuff. I mean, y'all yeah. was doing that. Y'all was doing that. Y'all but y'all was just married. Right. Y'all was getting married at like 12. Yeah. And, and I think it's at 13. And I think it was more of a business for them, more mm-hmm. so. It was a thing of maybe kind of getting into a family with money or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure. All I know is for me, I'm not playing no house because mm-hmm. what is the point of me playing a house? Like, once again, the whole social media thing, I have everything in order. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had a kid with this person that I know I don't necessarily like. So now let me make it look good. Mm-hmm. Now let's act like we really get along. Now let's go buy a yeah. house and have a car. And I haven't even really went and got my dreams yet. Right. And I think also the aspect of playing house leads to maybe a really toxic situation mm-hmm. because... Yeah. In a guy's mind, the girl could be asking, you know, you know, when we get married, I'm ready to get married. I'm ready to have your last name. I already got your baby. The guy, his mind is, well, I mean, you already doing all this stuff like you, my wife. So what's the point of me asking you to marry me when we already doing it? And that can, again, it goes back to communication to figure out what it is that we're heading towards. And it goes into it. Actually, this last one really goes into a lot of the above things that we talked Most about. Definitely. It just it it creates this thing of just being honest and saying what it is that you want. Again, if you're not looking for a relationship but you're doing all of these things like you are in a relationship, that just causes term oil. It's not real. Yeah. And that's why you left the Barbies in the dollhouse at your mama's house. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that. I can even go as far as I, you know, I can even be the devil's advocate to a degree for people that have uh, had kids at mm-hmm. a young age, maybe while you were in school. You know, you had your baby and it was a thing of, dang, I don't want to be judged. You know, the father's not in my life. So, okay, let me make it look good. Let me start trying to play house again. Since I knew how to mm-hmm. play dollies when I was younger, let me play house again with this dude. That I know doesn't necessarily want to be with me, then that's where you get folks on love and hip hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's the thing of I'm gonna try to make it look good. The car, the house, mm-hmm. girl, you, I, you, you had a baby. I get that, and that's fine. But still, go out there and search and recover your dreams and your goals for your career. Right. Because when you try to put everything, the cart ahead of the horse. You're not going to go anywhere. Right. So you, I mean, even, for example, there was even, um, what was her name? Uh, On Love and Hip Hop, uh, Scrappy's uh, baby mom. Erica. Erica. You know, I'm pretty sure that may have possibly been her experience. I'm not sure. But she went later on and realized, you know what? After all of this mess, I still got to go out there and get my degree. Because that's what I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I just had this thought in my head of, okay, well, I have a baby now. So I kind of have to make it look good and play like I'm his wife at home. You should have already done that. Right. You never really would have embarrassed yourself on national television and all that stuff. You know, I know she ain't too much worried about it because Erica, you know, she... Erica was tough. She was. She was. She was not about it. She was really body body. But <laughs> wait, but but that's my thing. You I know, pop, I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> think she was the only one that ever fought Hosalie. Right. right. But my thing is, my thing is, when it comes to you having a baby in college, don't rush into the house. Mm-hmm. Keep 
going through school, taking classes, whatever you got to do, go get yours, okay, and then figure out how you can establish yourself first. Because if you're going to try to establish your quote-unquote house, you know, American dream now on God, a, a man that you know possibly is out here pushing, you know, he out here pushing laying more. around. <laughs> laying around with other women. Right. That's you not got gonna a lot of men who are out here who are hobo sexuals. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Who man. get into these relationships solely for the purpose of staying, having some place to stay. Mm. Mm. And you trying to play house with them though. And they trying to get in a house. They're trying right. to get in your house. <laughs> <laughs> so. Interesting. But honestly, I I like I see the problem with playing house, but I feel like as long as you're smart about it, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be an issue. Like me personally, when I go home, most of the time I stay with Michael. Yeah, yeah. Spend a lot of time with him, but I also go back home. Most of my little me time. And you know what? To make it clear, you're not gonna let your your relationship dictate where you want to go in your career. I know, and that's yeah. what a lot of people do. Like it's always gonna be. He's going to be in mind, yeah, yeah. but I'm not going to just solely dictate my decision of where I want to go because of him. And I know yeah. sometimes that can be a little bit hard because mm-hmm. for some people it's like, well, you love me, this, this, that. But a lot of people, they want to let the social construct of what a relationship looks like mm-hmm. dictate what they the decisions that they have to make mm-hmm. in their life when they are going like, for their career. Like Honestly, even now, like me and him have those conversations of like what we want to ultimately end up and stuff. Yeah. And I... Ultimately, you have to make a compromise. Most yeah, definitely. most definitely. Most definitely. Compromise, compromise, <laughs> definitely. All right, y'all. So with that being said, that's our little spill on dating right. and relationships in 2018 in the social media age. For my young people out there, you know, we're coming into the world. There's a lot. As young professionals within the minority, there's a lot that we have to take into account when we're going out into the world that we have to lead. So we just want you to really uh, think about, you know, decisions before you make them Mm -hmm. and just really evaluate the options that you have. And yeah, just have conversations with people communicate like we talked about to be vulnerable most definitely most definitely but i really really hope you guys enjoyed our conversation and you enjoyed the company we brought into the studio again cam thanks for coming on again yes because she was the only one really in a relationship so (laughs) they would have just been you know i think i I have an idea but you know right but no we appreciate you once again always coming on and welcome glad y'all could listen Listen in on our TED talk about relationships and just remember, just always communicate your intentions because honesty can take you a long way. Yes. yes. All right, y'all. Deuces. Thank you, Cam, for joining us. Yes. We'll you on again, Thanks for having me. And uh, yes, it's cold outside and we got these mugs ready. So, you know, this tea is hot. All right. See y'all next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>